0: Hello, hello, this is Eleanor, executive producer of Unwell. This show is possible because of the support of our fans. That's you. If you are enjoying the show, we hope that you will join us as a member at audaciousmachinecreative.com. For $5 a month, members get all kinds of behind-the-scenes content, like annotated scripts, deleted scenes, and full tracks of the original music in the show. And you get an ad-free feed, not only of Unwell, but also of all of the other fiction podcasts we make. You can find us at audaciousmachinecreative.com. Again, that's audaciousmachinecreative.com.
1: mom? Mom where are you?
2: Dusting off the dead relatives.
1: You could just say cleaning the picture frames but no. I got us coffee and scones from sunrise There's coffee in the house. There's not actually.
2: Abby will love that
1: Can you add it to the list? I already did But in the meantime, I thought, it's a beautiful morning. The leaves are just starting to turn, and I know fall is your favorite time of year. Why not go for a walk? To
2: where? Just around. I'm on to you. I may be slowly losing my marbles, but I've still got enough of them left to see what you're doing. What's that? All those articles you've been leaving around about the mind-body connection... Stroll your way to a healthier brain. Get that memory running better with running. The mental benefits of staying fit for old farts. You made that last one up. Lillian. Mom. How do you know it wasn't Rudy or Abby? Because neither of them are suddenly subscribed to AARP magazine. For that matter, why are you? You've got a couple good decades left before your brain turns to mush. Anyway, print
1: is dead. Wes says the computer screen hurts your eyes. Oh, is that a confession? All right, Mom. You caught me in my evil scheme to trick you into staying healthy enough to stick around a little longer. Curses foiled again. Lily, I...
2: Okay, give me that coffee.
1: Is that a a yes-let's-go-on-a-lovely-autumn walk?
2: Halloween, Lily. What? Halloween is why I like fall. I prefer my leaves alive, but I'll take that
1: scone. Uh-uh. Scones are for walkers only. You're killing me right now. Mmm, delicious. So
2: good. I don't like to leave the house alone in the mornings. If
1: anyone needs anything, Wes can... It's Monday. It's fall. Right. He's got school, I assume. It's 6.40. Abby won't even be speaking for another 50 minutes, and Rudy's wherever Rudy goes. The observatory. Makes sense. We can be gone for an hour.
2: Okay, fine. But first, say goodbye to your great-uncle Grant.
1: Goodbye, great-uncle
2: Grant. And your great-uncle Tim.
1: Goodbye, great-uncle Tim. And
2: your... who the hell is that?
1: Great-great-grandpa Augustus Weatherbottom. Why can't I place him? Who's he related to? Nobody. You made him up. You like the picture that came with the frame so much, you kept it, you used to- well,
2: make up Weather Bottom stories and tell them to visitors. <laughs> Classic. Well, are we going or
1: not? So, as long as we're walking- Right, here we go. What do you even think I'm going to say? I don't know. We had a rhythm going. I was wondering if you could tell me a little more about the town. That's your master
2: plan? I thought we were playing three-dimensional chess over here. You could have just asked.
1: I am asking. That's what I'm doing. I had a good talk recently, and I'm trying this new thing where I ask. Okay.
2: So, the town. Founded in 1790-something by a bunch of racist, old-timey settlers with a stick-up-their-collective racist asses... I meant... Why is it so weird? Weird is relative. Yeah, but... God, natural light! Get it off! And name me a small town that's not weird. Hell, name me any town that's not weird. Julian. You know that cute little French restaurant we used to drive up to for special occasions? Yeah? Some guy went missing, and the cops found his body chopped up in the freezer. That's why it's closed now. That and their crepes were soggy. Mom. Like wet. Ah!
1: That's right. Disgusting. You know, I'd like to think murder's pretty weird. Okay, but there's the normal small-town, grimy, underbelly stuff, and then there's whatever this place is. Seventies diners that appear out of nowhere. That's just capitalism. That thing with the wolves. Nobody was hurt. Whatever's going on with Wes and the pipes and that disappearing door in the basement. Oh, the door came back? Rudy's first day here. You've seen it before? That's what had you spooked. I
2: thought you found some of my... Personal items.
1: Uh, Mom, how much do you know about this door in your own house? Well, it's not always in my house, is it? But it's there sometimes? Not for a good long while, since
2: you stopped visiting, maybe.
1: Do you know what's behind it?
2: No idea. It never seemed to bother Uncle Grant, so I guess I just always figured we didn't have any long-lost relatives bricked up in there.
1: He wasn't... He never needed
2: to get it, whatever was back there.
1: How would he even know that if he didn't know what was inside? Doorknobs don't appear and disappear, Mom. I'll grant you, not every town is Mount Absalom.
2: Look, I'll tell you what I know. Really? It's not much. I've been trying to write down what I can remember about how things work, but... You know that feeling when you start to tell a story and you suddenly realize you might still be able to recall the shape of it, but you've forgotten too many damn nouns to make any sense? Yeah. And I can't tell how much of that is because of my, you know, goddamn brain plaque and how much of it is just this place.
1: This place.
2: Did you ever meet your great-uncle Grant?
1: Once or twice. We came down here for the 4th of July when I was in kindergarten, I think. He was tall. He was 5'9". You were tiny. He had a really loud laugh.
2: Well, you know, he and your great-uncle Tim ran Fenwood when I was a girl. I came here in the summers, too. I think my mom figured those small-town values would help tamp down my high spirits. (laughs) God love her, she tried.
1: I remember a little about Grant and Tim. When I came out, you told me they weren't brothers or anything, that they were together. I think your exact words were... Guess it runs in the family. Cheers, Lily Billy. Right. And then you poured me a glass of champagne, which all felt very grown up until I actually tasted it.
2: It was cooking wine. It'd probably been open for months. Oh, Kept you away from drinking for another year or two, didn't it?
1: At what price? I always wondered, did people know about Grant and Tim? In town, I mean.
2: Maybe a couple of the older biddies thought they were just bachelor's, but it wasn't a secret.
1: And everyone was okay with it? Even back in,
2: what, the 60s, 70s? I think some out-of-towners tried to start something every once in a while, but, you know... Everybody loved Grant and Tim. Tim could fix anything. He used to repair the neighbor's stuff in exchange for home cooking, which you can imagine how that went over. And Grant grew up here. The house had been in the family for generations. Besides... Like he always said, the town looks after its own.
1: Now, I don't think that was true for most people like Grant back then. People around here really...
2: well I don't know about people, but the town. Things just sort of work out here, you know? Like Marisol? What about her? Inheriting that record shop at exactly the right time. Or you, running into Marisol at what also appears to be exactly the right time?
1: You think Mount Absalom is lucky.
2: Full honesty, I think this place is weird as shit. But not in a bad way. Not only in a bad way. What other town this size has its own cafe, pizza place, and award-winning ice cream parlor? It's won awards? Local awards. And then there's Tim. Yeah. When I was about 20, he was diagnosed with lung cancer. A bad case. He smoked like a chimney. Sounds like he should have quit. You know, when a daughter nags her mother, it upsets the natural order of things. Topsy-turvy. It's just not right. I'm down to a pack a week. That's not the point. Tim died, maybe a year later, and Grant was heartbroken. He was going to sell Fenwood, and then... Wait a
1: minute. The next time I visited... No, wait. Stop. I met Tim that 4th of July trip. I remember meeting him, Mom. He had a beard and he made everyone chili with noodles. I think you're... confused.
2: That's what I'm trying to say. The next time I visited, Tim was fine. Fine. I don't know what to tell you, Lily. You met him. But you just said he died. It was in the paper. The Library Archives has a copy of his obituary. You looked? Of course I looked. I was at his funeral, and the next time I saw him, he was halfway through reshingling the roof. You're saying he
1: came back to life, rose from the dead? He
2: wasn't eating brains or sucking blood. He was exactly the same as he had been when he was healthy.
1: But he was a ghost.
2: He was solid enough to unclog the toilets. Did you say anything? What was I supposed to say? It felt pretty rude to ask someone, Hey,
1: shouldn't you be dead? Did anyone say anything? Why look a gift horse in the mouth? Everybody loved Tim. And the two of them just kept running the boarding
2: house? Of course. That's probably why the finances used to be a little smoother. Uncle Tim handled all the upkeep on this place. There was some talk that he didn't seem to get any older, but I don't know, he might have just had good skin.
1: And the best way to stay young is to stay active.
2: I'm canceling your AARP subscription, Lily. It's not natural. And then, well, when you were ten... Uncle Grant had his second stroke. The one that killed him.
1: And Uncle Tim? Never
2: seen again. He vanished. Apparently. And that time it stuck.
1: Why wasn't the funeral for Grant and Tim?
2: Tim'd already had a funeral back in 1978.
1: Why give someone two funerals? It's a little much. I guess. Are you sure it was Tim? What do you mean? Whoever it was, whatever it was that showed up after he died...
2: He talked like Tim. He acted like Tim. He knew all the things Tim knew. I wish somebody had asked him for a diagram of all the circuitry. That house is wired, so funky. Every time we have to mess with the breaker, I feel like I'm guessing. Look, what would it have helped to really scrutinize things? If he wasn't Tim, he was damn close enough. Uncle Grant was happy. The town was happy. And the house kept running.
1: But you tracked down the obituary. I
2: did. I did. And then I moved on, because dead or alive, he made the best two-way Cincinnati chili you ever tasted. And I probably wouldn't have enjoyed it so much, thinking it was cooked by a corpse. Shit, I really hope that wasn't the last time anybody redid the roof.
1: No doubt we're due for another, and that won't be cheap. On top of what we already owe, thanks to Chester. That
2: fucknut... You really couldn't have given him a little shove into the fire. Mom. Just a nudge, a friendship tap. I told you. It was all burned out. Or else you would have. Lily, you scoundrel. Mom. You son of a gun. What about Wes? What about him?
1: As long as we're talking about weird things around here. Did you know he has the exact same name as a local guy who died in like 1957? Really? It's on a gravestone in the cemetery. I didn't know that. I mean, I guess it wouldn't be on his resume. I... What? I don't remember hiring
2: him. That's not a good sign. Do you mean
1: your memory, or... I'm... Not sure. Shit! He's not trying to cheat you out of money or anything. He actually hasn't been cashing his checks at all. That's not a good sign either. Lily? Where are you going? 1974, East Oak Street. What's it? Mom, maybe
2: you should head back home. Bullshit. I'm coming with you. I'm the one who knows this town. What is... East Oak Street. Isn't that where you and your friend Jojo used to play in that overgrown lot? Joey, yeah... West said he lives there in a two-story house. Nobody lives on East Oak Street. It's four abandoned lots and a field. I know. It's been abandoned for years. There's trees growing out of some of those foundations.
1: Not weeds. Trees. Yeah, but if people in this town can't seem to stay dead, then maybe houses can't stay... Well... Shit.
2: Are we sure it's 1970-whatever?
1: The number's on the house. 1974. I'd say it's just new construction, but... Yeah. It doesn't look new. Like the diner. A lot like the diner? I don't know. I just mean... Where did it come from? Mom? You want to tell me a nice, comforting story about how this doesn't mean anything and we should just mind our business and walk away? Let's go inside. See, that's. There's bad decisions and then there's the bad decisions people only ever make in crappy movies, the kind that make you want to throw popcorn at the screen. I can't help it. The the house is pulling me in. Shit. Mom, try to. I'm kidding. Lily Bell, I'm
2: just curious.
1: I'm not curious to wait around here until the police find us trespassing. Relax, it's fine. It's fine for you, Mom. But things happen to people who look like me when the local white folks decide we look out of place. People have gotten shot for a hell of a lot less. Here, I'll shield you from any stray bullets. Mom, I'm not joking. Neither am I. And that's why it's a hell of a good
2: thing Sheriff Joshi's on vacation. All we have to worry about is neighborhood watch, and I don't see them caring too much about a mostly deserted street... Whose neighborhood... Yes,
1: Not Chester. Got
2: it in one. He's got his fingers in every pie in Mount
1: Absalom, seems like. Not sure if neighborhood watch really counts as a pie in the sense of... Mom, what are you doing? Just taking a little peek.
2: Lights are off. I don't think anyone's home. Lily, ring the
1: doorbell. Do we really think ghost kid, ghost house, probably lives here with two ghost parents and a ghost dog. We can't risk it. (gasps) Hmm. I don't hear footsteps. Do ghosts have footsteps? Wes does. I think Wes has footsteps sometimes.
2: Nobody's coming. Lily, do you have a bobby pin? Do you know how to pick a lock? Do you? Come on, you've had every job under the sun. Weren't you ever a cat burglar? No.
1: I was a locksmith. Then
2: let's get this show on the road. I'll keep watch. See? Now, you were right. This is nice. A little mother-daughter bonding.
1: You know, if he's not a ghost, this is a
2: crime. If he is a ghost, it's probably still a crime. I don't think the law books have exceptions on this kind of thing. Can you go a little faster? There's a... maybe a Chester-shaped figure coming around the bend? It's an
1: easy lock. I'm just a little out of practice. Go, go, go! Woo!
2: Adrenaline! Better than coffee. Shh! I can't believe we just did that. Didn't know you had it in you, kid. Come on. Too late for regrets. If anybody finds us, we'll just say, I got confused and wandered off and you came in after me. Let's look around. Wow, this is a blast from the past. When's the last time you saw an ashtray like this?
1: Never. What's so weird about this living room? Other than all the antiques, I mean, there's something off. Hmm. I think it's the layout... Like, how the room is... No TV? Yeah. For a young person, I get it. You just use the internet, but in a family home... Just a...
2: How old do you think this record player is?
1: Mom, what are you... This is important recon.
2: You can tell a lot about a person by their record collection, Lily. Huh. Nothing in the player. No records at all, as far as I can tell.
1: Maybe the record player's a display piece? It's old, but it's not that old.
2: There's something wrong with the photos.
1: Yeah, they're all black and white. That is commitment to a look. No, Lily, look at any of them. Really look. Nobody's facing the camera in this one. That's weird. It's a group shot. There's got to be 13 people here, and they're all facing the other way. Nobody's facing the camera in any of these.
2: There's a close-up. It'd be a graduation photo, right?
1: And it's just the back of his head. In every single photo, it's just the back of people's heads. Do you kind of get the sense they're all about
2: to turn around? Oh, wow, Mom. Thanks. Let's go check out a different room. I'm not a
1: fan of this one. Why? Do we think the rest will be less creepy? Lily, come here. There's a library. This is such a bad idea. This is such a bad idea. Shit, shit, shit. The
2: Hardy Boys. The House on the Cliff. I haven't read these in forever. Gulliver's Travels. Treasure Island. Sherlock Holmes. Oh, Alice in Wonderland.
1: I always loved Alice. Of course you did. Everyone loves Alice. Okay, Mom. We came. We saw. We saw that it was super weird. What more are we hoping to get out of this? Don't you think it's uh, time to slip out before Chester Peek's in or... huh? Blank. Maybe we shouldn't go through their stuff. What do you mean, blank? I mean, there's nothing in it. This one,
2: too. Um... None of these books have anything written in them.
1: What do you think it means?
2: I don't know. Uncle Grant never covered this. Did you hear that? The record player? Lily, I'm telling you, there was nothing in
1: there. Quick, put the books back. Shit, leave it. What the hell? No,
2: dear, that was firmly a what the fuck. What the fuck? Hey, Eugenia! (laughs) Just out for a morning jog. Lovely day, right? Gotta love those fall colors.
1: (laughs) So. Yeah. That was... You did say Mount Absalom
2: was weird as shit. On the bright side, all that cardio is apparently a real boon for the brain. Really goddamn treating myself today. Are you
1: okay, Mom? Do you want to take a rest?
2: I'm fine. I'm fine. My leg's a little weak from the cast is all. Don't worry. Don't worry. I don't plan on going anywhere if I can help it. Me, I intend to linger as long as I can. Yeah? However long that is.
3: This episode features
2: Clarissa Cherie Rios as Lily Marsha Harmon as Dot
3: Pat King as Chester
0: Written by Jessica Best
3: Sound design by Alexander Danner Directed by Jeffrey Nils Gardner Music composed by Stephen Poon.
0: Recording engineer Mel
3: Ruder Unwell lead sound designer Ryan Sheely.
0: Executive producers Eleanor Hyde and Jeffrey Nils Gardner.
3: By Heartlife NFP.
0: And a special thank you to our supporting producers James Battle, Steve Diamond, Bill Gardner, Nick Keenan, and Caitlin White.
3: Heartlife wishes to acknowledge that the land where we live, work, and tell our stories is occupied land.
0: Unwell takes place in southern Ohio, which is the territory of the Miami people. Unwell is produced in Chicago, Illinois, which is the territory of the Peoria, the Potawatomi, and the Miami peoples. Oak Street homes were originally built for the new workers at the solaric bottling works, brought in during World War II to replace our boys fighting overseas. The area sadly fell into disrepair over the years, with the last homes burning down in the 96 Fire.
3: Hazel, it's Chester. Listen, sorry to call so early, but I just got off the phone with Eugenia and she said she saw something weird. Eugenia Hewitt, I know, I know, but I think we should listen for the time being. She went out bird watching this morning and she said Dot and Lily Harper were poking around Oak acting suspicious. So she took a couple pictures of the area to compare them with some earlier photos and... Listen, are you in the library? Anywhere near your little model town? I wasn't trying to sound dismissive, Hazel. It's physically small. Do you see a house at 1974 East Oak Street? No? Are you sure? Well, shoot. Shoot! This and that awful diner, that's two major neighborhood anomalies in under six months. Yeah, I know. Drastic action is needed for sure. I'll meet you tonight, the usual spot. No, I agree. The time for subtlety is over. Talk to you soon. Shoot! The
0: Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish.
3: It happened in the quiet town of Podunk. An ages-old family mystery.
0: What happened with Great Grandpa?
1: Why won't you talk about it? Because there's nothing to say, Ninten.
3: Begets an unprecedented paranormal event. Help, brother! Poltergeists. My lamp attacked me. It was hovering the air. It unplugged itself and came at me. Mind control. Why is that crow smoking a cigarette? Okay,
1: we're playing inside today. Zombies. I could have gotten out of here on my own. You were hiding in a coffin. It was a good disguise.
3: Extraterrestrials.
1: You've seen them too? I've been observing them for days. (laughs) I
3: beat up aliens with my baseball bat. Children with psychokinetic powers.
2: I let that little light of mine shine, Mama. And it melted the darkness away.
3: And that's just the beginning. Introducing Mother She Wrote, a travelogue diary through the biggest cult phenomena in video game history, the Mother series, as it's called in Japan, and Earthbound, as it's called everywhere else.
1: Each episode, we recount the story through immersive audio drama as it's lived by the characters, unpacking the surreal adventures, tear-jerking moments, and what it all means. If you're new to the series, we'll take you
2: beyond the controller and into the story.
1: And if you're a longtime fan, relive these tales like never
2: before and learn fascinating new facts about your favorite games. Find Mother She Wrote on your favorite podcast player and at mothershewrote.earth.